right. We actually have to do the show now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have uh, Justin here. Justin, guest gets to dedicate it. So if you have thought about it on the way here, what would you like to dedicate the show? I don't really want to dedicate it to one person in particular. Sure. I think just kind of... We're talking about your options, so you... <laughs> I know. <laughs> Bunch of options, no. But um, I'd say kind of just everybody who has, you know, like taught me stuff, um, especially like professors at IPR, like Andrew, who you had on here. Yeah. Um, you know, people like them and just, you know, friends and family that have just been so supportive of yeah. what I do. Awesome. <laughs> All right, we're back with uh, Justin. How do you say last name? Uh, Br- Try to pronounce it. Bruman. Bruman. Close. Yeah. Bruman. 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 Yep. Is that German? I don't. I think a little bit. I don't know. I, right. It's it's like I know my mom's uh, some Swedish. Right. I think there's a little German. There's like Polish. I don't, it's a mix. You're a mutt too. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I got mutt. my DNA and I'm a mutt too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, it's not boring, right? I, exactly. It, 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 I got. I had a friend who his last name was Byrne, and he got his like I'm 100 Irish. I go, really? That's kind of boring. That is. It's just like 100 percent of like yeah. I feel like being one thing. Yeah, it'd be kind of boring. But so, Justin, you are a cinematographer. Yes. Um, you're still in school. This is actually unique. You're actually still in school, technically. I know. Yeah. I'm. I've been at IPR for. It's been a little over a year now. I would say. Oh, they haven't kicked you out yet. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Surprisingly. Do you still have like lawyers <laughs> that like had graduated but still come and show up and help out a little bit? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you're done. You're done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, it's been it's been a lot of fun so far. For sure. So the big champion was actually we were communicating before Z Fest happened, the film festival yes. here in Minnesota. Yep. We were actually to get you on, and then you're like, I'm a little busy with the Z Fest and everything. Yeah. But then with <laughs> Z Fest, you and Andrew's film, uh, Frostbite, right? Frostbite. What you won? Yes. We won. I mean, we won like the whole thing. Almost. Right. <laughs> I know. Um, the other people that won previous guest was uh, Tiffany and Kendra for yeah. Girl Stuff. They That's, won. That was so good. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. But different yeah. different genres. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, when you see the title, and you know, you go to a film festival, you see the Frost Frostbites. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking something like a relationship, you know. But it's a or, horror movie. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a relationship though, because you know, it's her and her brother. Right. Yeah, I guess. Well, spoiler if people haven't seen it, but well, um, it's in the trailer. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. And you were able to craft a little bit of a trailer for it. Yep. Yeah, and you shot the film. Correct. And you got best cinematography for it. That's correct. Did they give you an award? Yeah. Yep. Is it hanging on the bathroom wall? Or I have it actually on my headboard. <laughs> 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 I haven't hung it up yet. But Because technically we can call you award winning cinematographer. You could. Yeah. And then we actually won also at the uh, 50-50 challenge. Oh, it was the, uh, the Hope Challenge, I think? No, 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 no. It was a different challenge. One of the challenges that 50-50 has. So, so it's another film festival here yep. locally in Minnesota. Yep. Uh, Ira, I think his last name is Livingston. Yeah. He runs that. So it's fifty. Yeah. Why do you call it fifty fifty? I don't know. Okay, I've never asked him. Because <laughs> <laughs> Z Fest is because of the company that's yep Z Systems. Z Systems. Yep. And they have a or manage the whole uh, film festival. Yeah. Was that your first film festival? 
Z Fest? Uh, yes, actually. I went okay. to Z Fest last year for one screening because I had actually another project in there that I like I was kinda like a producer on, I guess you could say. I don't know. But yeah. um I went to see that and but this was actually like my first like actual year I got into Z Fest. Okay. So and, and then it's actually was part of the students, the rest of the students and and if anybody really wants to find out what Andy Andrew ta- Andrew Hunt talked about it a great deal in my previous episode. Yep. But it was actually a group compilation and you just jumped right in, right? That's what I, he said. <laughs> I'll right. tell you the story about it. So All right. um I had him for a class. It was a story writing class, or script writing class, I should say. And we were doing kind of it was like our first thesis, I guess you could say. Yeah. And he was kind of writing, you know, the script. It wasn't really frostbite yet, but he kind of had the idea down. And that idea changed so much, but um, he finally finished it the next quarter, and he had a, like a production class, and he was gonna call it. We also we always call it like the big shoot at IPR. Okay. So a few quarters ago, one of the instructors, Justin Staggs, had um, like music videos. So we all got to kind of help on the music videos, and that was the big shoot. I think music videos is nice to get oh, their so temperament fun. to get started. Like, they're like, so, so fun. Yeah, because it's almost like a live shoot, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, so yeah, so Frostbite was the big shoot for this quarter, and I didn't have Andrew for the class, or I didn't have him like a, for a class that quarter. Okay. And I had texted him. I was like, "Hey, can I shoot? You know, Frostbite." I didn't hear anything from him for like three days, and I'm like, I'm like, oh god, what did I do? <laughs> you overstepped your bounds. I'm like, like yep. yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm not in that class, so he's probably just like, why are you asking me to do it? But then I saw him like a few days later, and he was like, he's like, come here, I need to talk to you about something. I'm like, oh great. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, do you really want to shoot this? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. And he's like, well, you know, I'm gonna be tough on you. I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm aware, Andy. Right, just yeah. let me shoot it. <laughs> so, and then he was like, all right, you got it. So then, yeah, we just started, you know, doing like shot lists and all that pre-production stuff. And it was a lot of fun because he's been, he's he's an awesome director. I love him as a director. Um, he really puts a lot of thought, especially into the technical side. Well, I think it, uh, Andrew is able to think about more than just one perspective of the exactly. movie right he's able exactly. to okay we need acting we need the sound and everything yep. and all that right because he yeah he focuses on everything whereas you know some directors are just like focus on the actors and they let their dp just worry about camera he doesn't yeah. he's both <laughs> he always tries to do both <laughs> which is good um and i learned just quite a bit of stuff from him which is which is awesome so to get started um how did i don't like to get in how did you get started this whole up to leading up to this point so yeah. as a kid were you interested in photography or you kind of just, not really not honestly. really you kind of just playing around kind of yeah um i mean i used to take like some pictures and like i guess you could say home videos and stuff like that when i was a kid but um i i wasn't really much into it um what really got me into kind of like i guess movies was i used to uh, like edit my own videos i used to do like gaming videos Oh yeah, really? Really I'm nerdy. Like YouTube, but, like watch yeah, me, watch yeah. me play this game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right. Really nerdy, but um, yeah, I did that for probably like five years, and I just really loved editing. Okay. So, well, editing is kind of telling the story, right? Yeah. I mean, for sure. everybody talks about the writing is no, that really it's always about. But the editing, editing is just bringing it all together and like yeah. making a story of it. But yeah. um, so yeah, I went to I was trying to find like kind of like a film school because I was like. 
what am I going to use editing for? You know, if I go and get a degree for it. And I was like, well, they have to edit movies, you know. And so I went to IPR and I really didn't do editing at first. Like there was an editing class where, you know, where we were taught editing and stuff like that. But everybody wanted me to shoot their stuff. (laughs) So I kind of just got like, I just got the camera just like (laughs) thrown into my hands and they were like, shoot this for me. I'm like, okay. And I don't know. It's just ever since then, it just kind of like, that was me. Well, you put yourself in the environment to do the work, right? And I, I, I have this wonderful phrase I always tell his kids is if you hang around the barbershop, long enough you're going to get a haircut yeah right eventually yeah, yeah hang around exactly hang around film kids eventually you're going to start doing your own <laughs> movie right yeah. uh, it's like my, you know it's you start buying enough comic books eventually you're going to start making <laughs> exactly your, making your own so it, but you actually put yourself in the position right you weren't really yep. kind of like oh, i just want to try out and sampling but yeah i mean at first it was kind yeah. of like that but then i was like it's actually really fun. I actually really like doing it. So you never so, really wanted to be in front of it. You wanted to do something always behind. That's actually kind of a funny story because mm-hmm. when I was younger, I always wanted to be an actor. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. But um, I was going to join uh, theater in my high school, but I was like, I can't do that. I'm not like, I'm not like a, I guess you can say an extrovert. So I was like, no, theater's not for me. And then... I started, you know, getting to film, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna stay behind the camera. <laughs> That's fine with me. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's, the aspirations have kind of gone away. This is what you really are in, focusing on, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what you found, kind yep. of found. Yep. Yeah. And you, eventually, would you like to branch out and not just concentrate on cinematography? Would you want to entertain the other ideas of like editing and direction and all that stuff? Yep. So I like I've you know, done a few edits and stuff like that. I actually just finished a project for a lady. Um, she was doing, it was, it was like, um, hair product videos. Okay. You know, for like and, a YouTube thing or. Yeah. I think else. she's just going to post on like her Facebook and that kind of stuff. Okay. And, um, so, you know, I edited those and that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I would like to do more editing either that or I'm into sound also. I'll do sound. I have like my own audio gear and stuff like oh, that. You do? So yeah. All right. So I actually did. I'm beginning to find that more cinematographers and more people who are crewmen are just living on their living out of their vehicles and. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's about how I am right now. I'm I'm like never home. So, um, but yeah, no, I definitely. Um, the one thing I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do is like directing, but um, I'm actually gonna maybe direct one for Z Fest. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. But, well, I um, used to officiate football. I used to be a football referee oh, for nice, 20 years. Nice. I never ran a crew. And the, the guy with the white hat ran the crew. Mm-hmm. But I could actually do all the other jobs. I could actually uh-huh. work sidelines and all that stuff. So it's almost yep. like almost like Dad working on a film where I was interested in all that. I just don't want to be the boss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Want, that's, a, that's just so much extra stuff other than making a movie. Mm-hmm. you got to make sure everybody's happy. Make sure everybody's fed. you got to make sure everybody's yep. right. Yep. And yep. not to mention, when you're doing football, you have to know all the mechanics all the you know, I know on the technical stuff and <laughs> where the director doesn't really have to know right I mean I'm, I'm sure Spielberg doesn't really know how to hold a camera <laughs> maybe but he knows I don't know but really, yeah exactly. you know what I mean like, but he yep. knows how people that can do it yep yeah. yep yeah so is this something that uh, you stick with kind of like the film base or you want to branch out and do other aspects relating to film Ooh, that's a good question um 
I guess, I mean, I have done a few acting things, yeah. but they've just been like one or two lines, so it's like, you know, <laughs> not worth it. But uh, other than that, I mean, as of right now, I'd say probably just camera stuff, you okay. know. Um, I'd like to do more more music videos for sure because those are a lot of fun. Um, we just did, I don't know if you saw on Facebook, I posted the one with Southbound Marty. Yes, I did. Yes, yeah. yes. I yeah. shot that one, so... Okay. Um, that was a lot of fun to do. It's definitely different than like shooting a narrative. So, right, like a fictional movie, yeah, like a like a music video. You can mm-hmm. have a subplot involved, but that's not the that's not exactly force exactly. Of it. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, you, um, so yeah. Other than that, um, more commercial work. I think. I think that'd be kind of fun. Maybe a little boring, but you know, it's right. whatever. Well, do you have a? Is working as cinematography, you mostly concentrate visually. Yep. Um, and I, if anybody's interested in listening, if they want to do cinematography, what was kind of your approach when you're on set as a cinematographer? You get there early. Do you have to have set up before anybody gets there? How do you like to? Do yes. That? Um, I guess my approach to it is I always like to definitely location scout. I think that's like one of the biggest. So things. you're a part of that as well. Yes. Okay. You. I. Uh, yeah. I think every DP should be. Um, because if you if you don't location scout, there's been so many times where there's been films that I haven't been able to location scout before, and it's just a mess on set because you're trying to figure out how to light it, how to do that, and you just don't know your factors like you know where you can plug stuff in or what you know stuff like that. Right, there's so, so many other stuff, little tasks that you have to think about is how we're going to get that yep. camera up there, how we're going to show everything exactly. Um, I want to be by this tree. Okay, with this, this yeah. tree, yeah, right. <laughs> so you have to navigate and problem solve the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you don't know what to bring. You bring in everything because you don't know what else you're bringing. So. Exactly. There's been so many times where I've bought, brought like so many like let's say lights or something like that, and I've never used any of them. It's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so with light, cinematography is important about lighting. I think um, lighting is yeah probably the I'd say the most important thing of cinematography. Well, I was going to bring it up because one of the most celebrated cinematographers, and he's passed away, is Conrad Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, he won a bunch of awards for like Clue Han Luke. His last movie he ever did was Road to Perdition, mm-hmm. and he said the only reason he's good at cinematography because he's absolutely obsessed with light. <laughs> he was constantly yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I totally agree with that. Where he just as all I look about it in the movie, I don't really need the actors. It's how the light looks at the <laughs> actors. He was just constantly. Um, and he did one of the, one of the most things was he actually introduced flares like a light like the sun flare was on. Oh, so prior really? to Kuhan Luke, if you did that, it was considered a mistake to take it out. Like you yeah, moved it. but it was such a hot stormy day, you know, hot and huh. down south that it put that. it in the movie. He's like, you gotta use, we gotta use it. We gotta show how hot it is. It's reflecting out the camera. Now it's just second nature. You could have it in there. And nobody we had it in Frostbite. So, you, you, know. you had it in Frostbite. <laughs> and yeah. we loved it. <laughs> I remember Christian Wilner, my first AC. There was one, um, I think it was, I don't remember what shot it was, but there was a pretty big lens flare. And he's just like, oh my God, look at that lens flare. <laughs> Everybody just busted out laughing because he was like so happy about it. But yeah, that was pretty funny. So are there certain things as a cinematographer that you look for, especially if you're doing like outside settings that you have to think about initially and weather and all that stuff? Um, One of the first things, and this is something that definitely Andy taught me with, I mean, Frostbite, is you have to always see where your sun position is going to be when you're shooting. Like sun position, is that like your location? primary location or something like that um so like let's say you're shooting at a house and you're shooting outside like let's say on the front like porch or something like okay. that and 
let's say that front porch is facing the north, but if your son is going to be in the south at that time you're shooting or you want to shoot, you're not going to really get much light on your, your actor. No. So okay. you want either to shoot earlier when it's like in the north or where there's sun actually hitting the actor. It's just like stuff like that. Because I know we we had that problem in Frostbite. Um, it was getting towards the end of the day. Um, it was like 4 or 5 o'clock, and the sun was just like setting down like really fast. Yeah, especially so we had in to, Minnesota. Yeah, so we had to sit there and just like kind of rush through one of the scenes because – if we didn't have the same lighting, it just it wouldn't cut good. It wouldn't look good. So, so that's another thing I think you have to think about weather is, especially here in Minnesota, you don't have a lot of daylight to work with, especially exactly. outside. And that's exactly. mentioned it could be really freaking cold out. Yeah. You're not going to get many takes, right? Take 20 is not going to happen when it's 10 exactly. degrees outside. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to be overly prepared, I think, yes. if, especially if the winter yes. in yep. Minnesota, and especially if you want to shoot daylight, that yep. you better get it on and right yeah. yeah you need to know what you're doing for sure <laughs> if you're shooting stuff outside because i mean inside you have a little bit more control but yeah you got a little more know. control but uh, especially for independent films you're not working with a variety of cameras and stuff like that you have yeah to kind of... or like big lights and stuff like that so you have to use a lot of at least for i'd say like at least student films you have to use a lot of like natural light to yeah. you know because you know especially at ipr i mean we have quite a few lights. It's just we don't have like the big like HMIs that they use, you know, in Hollywood and stuff like that. But which like take up a whole side of a room. Oh my god! Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice to have them, but right. It's yeah. always nice to have bigger problems, right? Instead of the. Little, I know. You're right. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so, what do you prefer as cinematographer to use to shoot? What do you get? What are you kind of comfortable using? Like the camera, yeah, or like brand. Um. Or do you have a specific brand? I mean, like it's almost like hockey players have a specific stick that they always right, <laughs> right. Uh, I'd say as of right now, I've been using the Black Magic Pocket 4K for quite a few things. Like we shot that music video on it, and there's been a few other things I've shot on it. And I mean, it's only a thirteen hundred dollar camera, but I think what you get out of it is is it handheld? You, yeah. So it's well, it's it's, it's like a kind of like a, a DSLR body. Okay. In a way, it's kind of yeah. just like a big box, pretty much. Um, but no, I that camera's it's a decent little camera. Other than that, because um, I mean, we shot Frostbite on the Sony A7S2. Um, that's that's a really good camera too. So I'd that's say got, that's to get that the high resolution, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. So we could, you could totally see what he watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say for brand wise, it'd probably be Sony right now. Okay. Because yeah. um, I don't know if Andrew talked about, I'm sure he did, the uh, high school horror camp thing. I think, yeah, we were a little bit touched on it a little bit. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Um, we shot that on the Sony Venice, which actually like just came out recently. And that's such a nice camera. <laughs> I wish I could shoot on that thing all the time. So as a cinematographer, do you get like catalogs brought to you about new cameras and all that to the, in the no, mail? No, but I should do that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you should. That's a good idea. <laughs> um, but no, I I normally just like keep up with news about stuff. So okay. still good. Well, idea. I think as somebody that works in the film, it's always changing. You always want to be oh, on the, yeah. the latest stuff, and it's almost For like sure. if you use a camera that's six months older, it's almost outdated, right? It's almost a little bit like that. depends. It depends. It's, really, I think your lenses are more important than you, what your camera body is. That's just you know, that's a good. I think that's a good answer. I never thought about that, right? Because yep. but you know, it's almost like. 
no, it's just how it looks, right? It's exactly. Like who's? Yep. Nobody cares how, how <laughs> you know how awkward I was, but everybody cares about what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever want to? You were in there. I always ask this, but it's kind of silly. But you ever want to do a black and white? Never have done a black and white. I would love to do one. Actually, I have. Mm-hmm. I've worked on one. It was um, shadow boxing that was in uh, Z Fest. I was. Yeah. Yep. I was first AC on that. So okay. I guess I've kind okay. of worked on one, but I kind would of. like to shoot one. That would. I. Yeah. That'd well, be yeah, because awesome. it's it's it's. I think it's all concentrating on lighting, right? That's it's, yes. You don't have to worry about. Well, you have to kind of worry about color because some a little bit because because some people if they wear a black shirt that really starch right. That, yeah. But if you wear a brown shirt, it softens up the yep. reaction to. So the idea that you don't have to worry about color when you're doing a black and white, it's almost like you have to worry about it more than when you do yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I think Superman's. T- uniform <laughs> on the tv show it wasn't red because that would have been like out there so what he wore is it's like almost like a brown and a gray because of what he oh, wore in a black because oh. if he really wore the true colors mm-hmm. on a black and white it would just like whoa it would like, it's almost I, I yeah i didn't even yeah, know that yeah huh so you almost have to kind of almost overly think about it when you're doing a black and white film yeah 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 did you ever done like a complete green screen especially when you do music videos or not yet not yet I think that'd be fun too, though. Well, I think that's because it's like a controlled environment, right? You, I mean, yeah, you yep. don't have to worry about the elements. And... That's true, but then you have to make sure that your lighting on your actor like matches up with whatever is going to be yeah. on the green screen. I feel like that could be like a pain to do. But... So, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, but you're yeah, fine. Um, when you go on locations before mm-hmm. movies do you actually and i've i've talked to many other people do you actually take still photographers yes. is that do that a... or sometimes i will take videos too so okay just to kind of especially if i want to show the director kind of like let's say a camera move that i'm looking for or something like that i'll take like a video on my phone just of like that camera movement yeah just to show him kind of like him or her what i'm looking for so do you when you do what we're not movies now that's not mm-hmm. yours and now that you went through the whole process of making movies and cinematography mm-hmm. and you watch movies now, what pops out to you first? Is it the lighting? Lo- lighting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> either, either, yeah, lighting or just camera movement or camera placement too. Okay. Yeah, that's like all I look at now. I well, hate it. I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> I just got back from seeing uh, Midsummer, and it looked like Ari Aster oh. let his DPs have a lot of fun playing with the cameras and mm-hmm. turning it upside down and tilting and all that stuff and then, yeah that would be fun and then outside location <laughs> he actually had an outside location to shoot as well he did some inside mm-hmm. dark stuff but he looked like he just what i watched is like i'm sure it was a lot of fun as a dp working to just oh, yeah. play around with that and have a road you know <laughs> let it turn and all that stuff and have yep. a little bit of fun with doing that yeah so i mean because it has to be you have to have a little fun doing the dps rather than just having to get straight you know Eyeline shots all the time, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to get really creative with it. I mean, yeah. Because I always, and it's kind of another thing that Andy taught me is that you always want to think of how the actor's feeling. And you want sure. to show that with the camera or your lens, too. You can do it that way. But I think it's, it's, it's definitely worked out for me when I've, you know, shot stuff is trying to think of how the actor's feeling. And then, like, basing that with the camera, too. So I think that's another misnomer that people who appreciate movies and know where they work at, but that the cinematographer is mm-hmm. actually part of the process of the acting, right? You're in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
You make the actors look good. (laughs) Not in like a bad way, but like, (laughs) yes, they have, they have a good performance, but you just want to be able to capture that in the right way to make that performance the best it is. You know, sometimes, especially for people who are creative and I'm doing my own book and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But there is a moment where like, did I just do that? (laughs) (laughs) Am I capable of, I I think some people have that even when they're doing act or anything creative, they're all of a sudden this moment like, wow, I just did that. That's kind of. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes there's like shots again. I'm like, wow, I'm impressed with myself. <laughs> it doesn't. Sometimes I did a page. And it's like, who did this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes when I'm doing writing, it doesn't feel like I'm I'm writing it. I, sometimes it feels like I didn't write. It's almost like it wrote itself. Like I'm just. I know. Probably in the I know. Video, right. I didn't. I I shot the movie, but everybody else was so good. I, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are you able to watch a lot more I, mean, I know you're going to college you know, you're mm-hmm. still a student you're still working on it but are you able to watch other movies are you no. still no no <laughs> I've yeah I pretty much just go home and go to bed that's about it <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry when you're in student that's pretty <laughs> yeah it's, it's always the college dilemma and I, I told him it's either either sleep or eat which one do you want to <laughs> yeah pretty much exactly <laughs> Which one? Is it going to sleep while you're hungry or are you just going to go to bed hungry, but at least you got some sleep? Yeah. 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 That's about how it goes. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just trying to work on, you know, different projects that you have for school and then trying to work on like projects outside of that, you know, films and stuff. But what's well, a little bit different because yeah. I think people that are in college think that you're just sitting with an open book and or researching. No, but you're not, actually not at IPR. No, nope. you're actually doing. You're actually yeah. doing work. So it's not like you just can sit at home in front of the couch and just write notes or anything. You're actually making stuff. Exactly. I mean, you have some classes where, you know, it's like your general classes that you have to do papers and stuff like that. But most classes at IPR are hands on for sure. Like you're either in the studio, you know, setting up lighting, setting up shots, stuff like that. Or like, like I said, um, you know, this quarter I have to work on doing my thesis film. So this quarter, it's the like the pre-production stage. So we're writing our script. We're, you know, doing a shot list, casting, crew, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we're just doing that ongoing process. And over the next three quarters, like this quarter, like I said, is pre-production. Next quarter is production where we actually shoot it. And then the quarter after that is where we do editing and visual effects and all that kind of stuff. So, so are you more... And I, I don't mind. Are you more comfortable doing editing or cinematography? Probably cinematography right now. Okay. I haven't really done much editing lately, so I'd say I'm kind of rusty on that. But I've been shooting quite a bit of stuff lately, so it's I'd say more cinematography right now. <laughs> okay. <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> and especially with sound, are, is that is that something that I don't know? Is it because you want to learn all the aspects of filming. Is that pretty much yep. it? So, or? I mean, with sound, it was kind of, honestly, that was one of the first things I did when I came up here and started getting into like the film industry is there was one short that I was on. It was called the Christmas note, I think. And yeah, that was like my first ever short. And I was supposed to be the props master for it. And I got there and he's like, well, we don't have an audio person. Can you do audio? I'm like, uh, <laughs> I can try. I've yeah. never done it. And you know it wasn't that bad. And then, but did you have the did they have the equipment for you? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. 
Um, and then I got, I had contacted Alexandria Marty, who was the director for Scarlet Rose, which I'm guessing you've maybe seen on Facebook. I have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I did sound for that, which was a feature film. Oh, and wow. that okay. was, that was a lot of fun too. So I guess, yeah, I've been, you know, I've done sound cinematography, some editing, but. Well, I think anybody is inspiring to work in film. I think it's it's correct. You wanted to sample all of it. You just don't want to yeah. isolate yourself. That's all I want to do. And that's all I care about. Exactly. But I think you need to learn all aspects of it because yep. eventually, especially when you work independent films, you, the more you know, the better it is for everybody. Yeah. And the more smooth, more smoother it's going to happen. Yep. And the more opportunities, right? Exactly. That's that's my thing. Is like, you know, I maybe I just don't want to do camera for you know the rest of my life yeah. you know but if i know how to do sound i can kind of like go back and forth between those two you know and just like you said yeah i get more jobs from that too so can you can you draw no i can't draw. I, I can't draw <laughs> so you can't do your own storyboard no <laughs> you're getting stick figures and that's it <laughs> it's yeah we actually that's kind of funny because we had a storyboarding class last quarter okay and as soon as we could go to digital, I went to digital because I, yeah, I can't draw. <laughs> but it's cool because we got to do like, you know, like ripomatics and just like trailers and that kind of stuff. So, you know, that was a lot of fun. Storyboards actually, and I've done a couple yep. for films, for short films, but it's actually, uh, and I think if anybody's entertaining the idea for storyboards, unless you get specific directions from an, a director, you want to keep it general. You're not telling them what you think you should do. You're just giving an inspiration. Yeah. Yep. Like, maybe you want to do it this way. Maybe you want to do it that way. Yeah. So, and I think the more general you can be at storyboarding, okay, it's at night. So, you want to make it a little bit at night, especially if they wrote a script. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. If it's You don't want to specifically make it tailored for yourself. You want it, okay, maybe you want to do it this way. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because I know... I love when directors give me storyboards or if we sit down and go through a storyboard. It's just, yeah. it helps so much to be able to, to um, like see what their vision is, to see right. what they want. But it's also nice. It's also a different flip on it is a nice to say, no, I don't want that. Then you can work from there too. Exactly. Cause then you, it's, yeah. you're not wasting time on set trying to find what shot you want. If you have yeah. storyboards. I think that's crucial, especially for independent films, especially short films, yes. is wasting time. Yes. That's, that yes. can scorch people. <laughs> right. It'll make people mad. It'll <laughs> waste your time. You know, you'll take, you know, you could be doing two or three takes during the time you're like, no, we're not going to do this. Whereas you should have probably figured that out before you got on set. So, <laughs> so if anybody's listening that wants inspired to do films, I think the most crucial element is try as much things as you possibly can. Yeah. Try to um, find what the thing you like the most yeah. and try to stick to that. And but. then really think about how problem solving about saving time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> especially if you want to be like a producer or like an AD, especially. Yeah. Because yeah. I think if you overly prepare, it's much better than, yes. Oh crap, I forgot this. I got to yes. go back and get it. That'll just, <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> There's been shoots where it's, that's happened. And Yeah. All right, all right. We're gonna take a little break and then uh, more back with Justin. He's the critic. He's the comic. And that's the gimmick. It's the Dare Daniel podcast, where film critic Daniel Barnes and comedian Cork McDonald do your dirty work by watching the worst movies imaginable. Know of a movie so bad you have to share it? A film with a bad rap you've always been curious about? An underrated bit of cinema you'd love to hear discussed? 
or are you a great big fat person? Whatever the case, we happily accept your most sadistic or altruistic dares. Every Tuesday, we release a full-length episode of Cinematic Stunt Work. And every Thursday, an action-packed mini-episode featuring previews, general movie discussion, and your movie dares, plus beer. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, our website, daredanier.com, and anywhere fine podcasts are burnished and proffered. And make sure to check out our sister pod, Serious Talk Seriously and Graphic Novel Explorers Club, for more quality Sacramento podcasts. All right, we're back uh, with Justin. Um, with the whole time concentrating on films and concentrating on visual and stuff, do you mm-hmm. do still do still photography? No, but I would like to get more into it. Um, okay. There's been a couple times where I've done it, but you know, I was just kind of trying to figure it out. If that okay. makes sense. Just trying to figure out because I mean, photography is quite a bit different from you know shooting video. Well, like, what, just because you check, kind of capture a moment or, like, for yeah. movie, movies, you can, you know... This. You're kind of capturing a performance, whereas, yeah, with photography, you're just trying to capture one moment. So Only encapsulating, right? Yeah. Yep. Because, <laughs> like, with film, yeah, you know, it's it's like the whole scene that plays out. But, you know, photography, you're just trying to get, like, that... Kind of like a picture says a thousand words, like that yeah. kind of thing. Really cheesy, but, yeah. When you do a film... Mm-hmm. So, like for us, by do you read the script many times before you even think about shooting yes. it? Yeah, you... well, because like what Andy and I did is, you know, I read the script and then we went through, um, and kind of like a breakdown of it. Okay, like we're gonna yeah. have a wide shot for this long in the script or this long in the scene, you know, and then we're gonna do like an insert here, a, a like medium shot here, stuff like that. So, yeah, um. A lot of I've heard a lot of emphasis of being in physical shape when you do DPs. Is that kind of true? You want to be kind of yes. It's actually kind of funny story behind that too from Frostbite. So um, our kind of we kind of use like a shoulder rig for most of it. Okay, so it's like like a harness kind of a thing. Just kind of like sat on your shoulder. Sat on your shoulder, but it was really uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so there'd be times where kind of Andy would take the camera and like kind of show me what he's like like trying to say because sometimes he couldn't like explain it well i'd be like what are you talking about (laughs) give me the camera but um well well, visual people you have to show it visually right yeah Yeah. exactly exactly but uh so there was one it was we were out shooting the brother zombie and he had the camera for a little while and he gave it back to me and he gets down on one knee and he's like I don't know how you've been holding this all day. And I'm like, Andy, it's not that bad. Like, it's not that heavy. And he's like, he's like, man. And he was holding it for like 10 minutes, if that. And I'm like, I'm like, Andy, it's it's not that heavy. And he's just like, dude, like, I just, I don't know how you're doing that. <laughs> so, yes, I guess being in at least decent physical shape, well, it, it'll I think help. It's surpri- surprising if anybody doesn't know, it's really physically demanding. Yes, to be especially DP. especially if you're doing like you know steady cam stuff or you know like where you have that just big harness on you and all that. I mean, 
yeah it's and i mean cameras aren't light especially cinema cameras you know mm. I, can't, I can't even imagine how it was when you know they were shooting on film because you know you have like that big mag in the back and like they're doing like sh- like a shoulder rig with it and it's just yeah i don't know how they did it multiple <laughs> takes right yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's too. yeah so outside of film what else do you like to do outside of just working films I don't have much time to do anything else. <laughs> um, I guess before I started film, um, I enjoyed being like, you know, kind of outside and uh, really video games. That was like my main, that was like my main thing. Was video well, games. video games are so much different. I mean, there's, it's, that's big, that's more of a big business than actually yeah. the film industry. It's, yeah. It's huge. Um, did you ever try to want to do your own video games? You ever think about it? I thought about it. I actually, it was either like being a game designer or going into film. So, oh, all right, all right, yeah. But yeah. you try to keep up on the new video games if no, you can. Not no. anymore. I don't. I hardly play. I probably play like once a week. So it's not really worth it. I mean, I, there's there's some games I want to play, but don't have time. <laughs> you do what like my niece Adele says. You play the murder games. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We had her over last week, and we uh, we just got recently a PS4. Yep. And I was like, you want to play? I don't want to do any murder games. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all that's, right. We'll figure out some race car game or something like that we can do. I mean, that's pretty much all I play, you know, like Battlefield. Or, well, when I was a kid, that's what you know. that's why you play Doom, is because when you're in college, exactly. you just want to get your frustration out. Just exactly. Die, 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 monster. <laughs> Yep. That's why everybody was playing Doom in the college dorms, right? I bet. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, I've kind of kind of went on to video games because, like I said, I just don't have time to do it. Especially, you know, it's either I'm at class, work, or working on films. So, yeah. Yeah. Eventually, when you get to my age, you have plenty of time. That's true. <laughs> I <laughs> hope so. And I think probably, <laughs> I think we're getting to the evolution of it's going to be like almost 3D where you just pay, play it, put it on your skull and... Those are fun to play, like VR stuff. Yeah, that's really fun to play. Have you tried those? Yes. <laughs> really? Do you there have was... one? Yeah, you have one. No, no, you don't. No, I wish I did. Because I'm coming over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I wish. Um, I actually went to. It's a convention in Boston. I don't know if you've heard of it, but PAX East. No, I've never heard. It's of like it. a video game convention. Sorry if anybody and... listening has. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Um, but I went there. I actually went there a couple of years and. One year they had like VR stuff and it was like a, a zombie game. That oh was my god! My gosh, because it's like it's all it's like you're in it. Yeah, it, I mean uh, the graphics weren't that great, so like no. you weren't like immersed into it. Nothing like you know if it was like Resident Evil or something like that. But eventually we're gonna get there. I mean that's the next oh, yeah. step, right? Eventually you're gonna put it on and play Resident Evil. And I feel like movies are gonna go there too. Slightly, that yeah. would. That'd be really cool. Well, think, really hard to make, though. Right, because 3D's not going. I thought 3D would go away, but 3D's not going away. People are still mm-hmm. going to see 3D. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. You, are you comfortable I, going to see 3D? I don't mind it. You really? I think it's, I think it's really cool, because um, actually, Andrew bought... I, I can't remember what it was called. It's like one of the Samsung... I, think, I, don't, I know it's not the Samsung Gear VR, but something yeah. like that. And there was like a... F- it was like a film you could watch that was in, or like a couple films you could watch in 3D or yeah. three, 360. And it was, it was really interesting, but I liked it. Yeah. So. Well, eventually, I think the experience of going to a theater, I think we're going back to, you know, it's not at the home console, but I don't think home console, but eventually, I think we're going back to going to the movie theater as an experience. I hope so. 
Right. Because it's... We are going backwards of just shopping, you know, yeah. online. Yeah. <laughs> which we used to do. People in the 1930s would look at a catalog and they'd be ordered to you. And then we had malls. But now we're going back to the same thing again where we yeah. did a home and shop. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I hope it goes back to where a lot of people go to the theaters. I mean, I know a lot of people still do, but it's just such a different experience when you go to the theater. Because, like, especially for Frostbite when, you know, I saw it before, like, kind of, like, on my phone and stuff like that. Before it showed at Z-Fest. But when I saw it at Z-Fest, like, my heart was just, like, racing. Because like it was just, like, right, yeah. yeah. And it was yeah. just such a different experience. Well, so. it's, yeah, it's a whole different experience because everything is dark. There's no distraction. Boom, there it is. Bigger than life. And it's, it's like, big screen. Wow. So, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you able, to, are you kind of comfortable watch your st- work? I was really nervous, to be honest, because <laughs> yeah. especially for that, just because it was such a, you know, going into Z-Fest where a lot of people are going to see it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I knew it was one of the best things that I've shot. So, I mean, I was, wasn't as nervous, but um, yeah, definitely when I show or like when stuff is shown in festivals and stuff like that. And if I show people, I'm kind of like <laughs> nervous of like what they're going to say. So... Well, I I think Tim Burton can't even watch his own movies. Like if he goes to a premiere, he just yep. sits in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> right, I wouldn't up. go to that extent, but you know. But some people just can't do it. Um, yeah. I can never really watch the game that I officiated. I would just, oh my god, I did that. God, oh right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep, you're too overly critical of yourself, and it yeah. just doesn't. I do that a lot because <laughs> there's like films that I'll watch over again. I'll be like why did I do that shot? Or like, why, why did I do lighting like that? You know, stuff yeah. like that. But well, it's always the play of, you know, you're not concentrating on it. You're always moving up, right? Let's keep going. Let's keep going rather than just, cause it's like, you're always like on a schedule and it's like, okay, we have to have this done by then. So like we have to compromise sometimes, you yeah. know, I met one person that was like, why do you continue to make movies? It's like, cause I don't want that to be my last movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer though <laughs> right yeah i just don't i want to keep going i don't i don't think i want to do the one i haven't you're right i don't want that last one to be what i've been remembered for <laughs> yeah i like that yeah, answer yeah well it's, i think it's you're always moving forward right you can't just yeah. this is what i did but you're always thinking about the new yep. things i think people who are creative mind always want to think of the new stuff let's do something different let's think of something else right yeah, yeah. exactly so, are you always thinking about making movies, even when you're not? Is it kind of like always in the background? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and especially being a cinematographer. And I know that I've heard other people say it too, but like, if I'm somewhere, I'll always look at the lighting. <laughs> All the time. I'll always look like how it just like lands on people's faces, that kind of stuff. It's I was like, actually, I, I don't want to name his name, but I was walking into a party. It was at a, it's like a brick house building. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually had to go up the steps and it's all. And when it's a party and it's walking up and it's very busy, and this guy, oh, this would be a great intro for a movie. <laughs> I go, you're still under reality. You're just walking up to it, everybody's talking. This is great for an intro for a film. <laughs> There's been so many times that, like, my friends and I have said that too. I'd be like, wow, that'd be like a good movie moment. <laughs> We're like, yeah, that would be. <laughs> so, but, is there a movie that you have not yet seen that you think you should, should be able to see yet? There's a lot of them. To be honest, I haven't seen a lot of movies. Okay. Um, Surprisingly, that's doesn't that's a kind of actually a common answer because a lot of people who work in films don't have the time or really are just making their own. I know because yeah. like there's always like movies that people ask me and they'll be like, "Yeah, have you seen this movie?" And it's like a really popular movie. I'm like, 
no no and they're like they're like how have you seen that and i'm like you know like when i was younger it was just video games i didn't watch much movies and then when i came up here i didn't just didn't have time so yeah so i think that's a common answer especially for people who make stuff they just don't have the time to research other people and there's been yeah there's been other people i've talked to in film and they're like you know, we haven't seen that either because I mean, we're just always on set. You know, don't yeah. have much time to watch stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have any other other hobbies outside of movies? I mean, outside of video games and being outside. No, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say just trying to hang out with like family and friends. That's that's about it. You know? Do you do you have a preference of? movie genres do you want to do is there any one that you're kind of interested in ever really have it done yet that you want to do i kind of lean more towards drama i guess with like making my own and then you know what i watch either that or action i think like i've never really shot an action film yeah so i think that would be actually like really fun to do because there's a lot going on right you have to think yeah. i think you have to think where you're gonna put the camera there's a car chase yeah. where we would do that and there i mean there's been one film it was mercenary kingdom that was in z fest also and I worked with the uh, like the stunt coordinator, yeah. and like that was a lot of fun, just like trying to figure out like the camera angle to make it look like you know, because actually Jocelyn was in that, and she had a lot of fun in that because she got to like punching, hit people, and shoot people, and she was all <laughs> like, she, she was like, oh my god, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, it was really, it was a lot of fun, like just trying to figure out with him, uh, just like how to make it look real. You know, and I think the other aspect of challenge yourself with a drama where not a lot is going on, how you can make it up, you know, get the yes. interest going where there's not yep. a lot of maybe as much of an action where there's all this business yeah. going around where it's actually quieter and you can make it. Yeah, you can. You probably want to set up a, a lot of <laughs> sample, a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, especially if you're cinematographer, you don't want to just isolate. I just want to stick to this and that's all I want to do. But you want to do a bunch of other movies and stuff. Like yeah. That. yeah. And I mean, I guess. You know, other stuff I've shot would be, like, horror films, too. Like, I mean, those are always made around here, though. So it's like, yeah, you could easily shoot a horror film around here, but, yeah. you know, not like an action film or something like that. Well, I think especially with horror films and why they're so dominant in indie horror, because it's it's instant, right? It's quick, right? Yep. You don't have to set up the drama, the relationship exactly. and everything. You just get the boom. Oh, my God. And they're cheap to make. They're Yeah, they kind of are, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just put some fake blood around, you're fine. <laughs> no, but you don't have any in your car right now, do you? No. <laughs> Surprisingly, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think yeah, that's just around here why horror films are, I think, so predominant is they're just cheap to make. What well, is it? yeah, I and mean, you get a you get your re- emotional response very quickly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, as, as long as you can scare the audience, you're fine. <laughs> right. Well, I think the best criticism I ever had is at least you got something out of it, right? Yeah. Somebody, somebody, even if they hate it, at least yeah. you did something. You got something out of it. Exactly. You you don't want to be ignored, right? Somebody went, eh. And even like yeah. if it's a bad movie or whatever, or if something went wrong or, you know, you always learn from, I think you always learn from every set that you're on. Right. I definitely have. You know, even if it's like a bad set, you learn what not to do. You know, yeah, for I'm, when you're doing your own film or 
somebody else's. Well, I think especially if you're a creative person, don't just filter yourself. Watch everything, and that's why. Yes, I, that's, and that's yes. Like, especially with comic books, don't just read the superhero stuff. Read all the comic books, right? Yeah, because you can some. bring other stuff from from those other like comic books that you read. Bring those into like superhero ones or something. Yeah, and maybe create something new. I don't know. Because there are, and surprise, there are horror comic books out there. That, that there are, doesn't you know, surprise me at all. <laughs> love relationship comic books. Yeah. There's a bunch of sci-fi and yep. stuff like that. Um, so it's not just, I think that gets a misnomer for comic books. It's just, think that's just superheroes. That's all. That's all yeah. out there. Yeah. But there's other stuff that's out there that you just take the time to look. You just like, to find it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> movies. I think everybody says, oh, this is the same recycled stuff. Where well, you're not looking. Yeah. If you look, you can find a bunch of new fun stuff to well, it's like there was there was this one film I saw on Netflix. Um, I think it's called The Skin of the Wolf, and it was a Spanish film. I don't know Spanish, so um, but I still watched most of it because I was so intrigued by the cinematography for it that that made me watch it. Although I, I mean, I kind of got under like what was going on, but yeah. it was just he shot it so well that. I don't know. I just wanted to watch it because of that. Yeah. I think, it, and then, oh, it's from a different country. I'm not going to, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But. Do you, outside of uh, the, the whole sound, do you do an instrument? Do you play an instrument? No. <laughs> no? No? I am not musically inclined whatsoever. Um, I mean, I know a little bit of guitar, but right. not enough. To do you like, play the radio? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. <laughs> um, yeah. But with no, that, that's uh, it. without a musical inclination, what do you look for sound? Is it a tone? Is it a temperament? Is how do you fit into the mood? Is that how you look? Because I think some people get so classically trained in music that they think they have to put a piece of music. But sound could be different. It could be a tone or something like that or just a string or something like that. Or, you know. I'd say, are you saying like, when I'm putting music into something like a film or like if I'm doing location sound or like location is... sound could be too. Yeah. Or, you know, like in the dark night when the Joker appears, they have that anno- annoying <laughs> gnat pling pling, right? That. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, something was coming. So that's not really a, a musical note, but that is a sound, a, a marker to know that something bad is coming. Yeah. yeah. I guess you always want to like try to have like a unique sound for, for like your bad guy or something like that. I think that right. would that's very kind of like in uh friday the 13th with jason like the whole yeah that yeah yeah because you know he's you, 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 you know he's, he's coming not, yeah like jaws the whole like dunna dunna you know <laughs> right. you know that jaws is coming right i love how they got up with the, the, the spielberg the thing <laughs> the mechanical thing wasn't working so they weren't going to get all the shots he's like <laughs> we need something to fill in this horrible sp- they got yep. the music so even when yep. you didn't see jaws you put the music you're like oh something bad's gonna yeah, exactly. Right. But and it works. And it, it really works. works. It totally works. And it, even though you don't see it, you know it's around. Mm-hmm. So anybody, and even when everybody, you know, everybody's talking about it, so it's always in the back of your mind, even when you don't see it. Yeah, I don't think you even see Jaws very much. Maybe like you see it like twice. <laughs> I think in that movie, <laughs> two or three times. Yeah. <laughs> Which is I always talk about with the the Dark Knight and the Joker. You never see him murder anybody. Yeah, they always cut. And then your mind fills in the blank yep. about what happened. You never see him do it. He pulls a shotgun a shot, but you see him. You never see what happens to the other guy. Yeah. We don't know. He might not have murdered anybody. Right. I think it's more effective <laughs> yeah. to not show your killer, you know, either that or show it like right at the end and that's it. Right. Because everybody talks about it when you're especially writing, if you, if 
the revelation's too early when they have to go gaudy, right? Mm-hmm. If everybody knows it's Jason, how are you going to keep interest? Well, you have to get more gory. You have like, to get oh, more bodies. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. the revelations yep. always happen. So it's always, especially that people want to wait to the, they call it the twist, you know, people. Yeah, but yep. The, the revelation, they want to wait till the end because if you do it too early, then how are you going to keep entertainment? Well, you have to kill people. You have to get gaudy. You have to get all that stuff. Exactly. So, because if you do the reveal and then, then you have nothing, then what's the point of staying? staying? That's yeah, no, that's definitely true. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I, I read the book called Robert Hughes' Shock of the New, and he always mm-hmm. talked about it as an art kind of creative process is always bring something new to your work, something yeah. nobody's ever seen, heard. Obviously, everybody's seen zombies before, but something new about it. Yeah. Yep, and if you're not, then you're just doing what somebody else has already done before. Always well, bring something new. Because yeah, Andrew kind of always talked about that with Frostbite. It's like you really haven't seen like Frostbite zombies. You know, there might right. be like a few movies that have done it, but it's not like a predominant zombie. You know, because most zombies are just like they're running around trying to eat people, that kind of stuff. But you know, the zombies in Frostbite, they're kind of just slow moving, and you know kind of are there just a little bit yeah. but and kind of have like that humanistic like touch to it were you guys worried about that when he's like it's a zombie movie and everybody else, oh yes it's always that much. automatic reflex of everybody oh zombie movie. yeah because yeah. yeah. we were i know andrew was like a little worried about that is like he was just gonna think oh people are gonna be like oh just another zombie movie who cares you yeah. know and that's where that's you know in the writing that's where he tried to you know, make it different from other zombie movies. When I was in LA a couple of years ago, I saw a bumper sticker. It said, fast, "It said fast zombies suck." <laughs> they do. <laughs> so, I mean, you have a you have a fast zombie. You're you're dead. <laughs> but I think it's because it's a, a because people there's a fan there's a core of fans who anything zombie yeah. they're going to watch it right they're just yeah. uh, they're going to do it but they have certain things that they want to see into yep. it and it's i think people oh they're slow moving there's nothing going on but i think for a camera movement it's of course they're not moving fast that's the whole point of it yeah it looks like an infestation right exactly yeah. and yeah. i mean i guess if you want to go for something like let's say world war z where you know they're just bolting after everybody it's you know i mean that makes sense for that but no, I, yeah it's like, a new approach right yeah yeah yep we always say the whole world's infested which really show that the whole world is <laughs> yeah. infested, right? yeah but you can also do something intimate like yours yeah yeah where yep. you can get a different aspect of just not so it's, much a dominant part of it but also it's like you know that there's zombies but you're just following you know this one zombie that you know is a brother to this girl that you know is just trying to get her family back together yeah you know do you ever think we're gonna get zombies? I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> Do you? I'm not prepared. I'm not either. <laughs> I don't have like a shelter or anything. I'm not ready. Yeah, I'd, I have no idea where I would even go. <laughs> I know I'll put treadmills in front of my house. That's good. <laughs> so they just. <laughs> that is a good idea. What if you have no power though? Oh, if the power's out, then I just, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know then. <laughs> you have to build a fence around or something. But then they just break through that, so. Do you have, know. like, 
do you do you still like horror movies? Do you ever always always yeah. watch them? Yeah. Um, I'd say. I mean, one of my favorite movies is The Conjuring. If you've seen that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you see it in the theater? No, I wish I did. No, you did. I've just seen it on TV. Because now they have a whole new thread of from The Conjuring and all that I stuff. I know. I love from, the Annabelle movies too. Yes, the the last one that happened a couple of years ago, and yes, I I put it as when I did my. Not on this show, but I did on my previous episode. I put it as an honorable mention of best movies of the year. Oh, I really did like it. How the, it was crafted. I mean, how how do you make something that's not really alive? It's traumatizing, right? I know. I and love I, it. <laughs> but they shot it really interesting. Yeah. Like yep. anything traumatic happened, you turn the corner, there it is sitting. It's like, well, it's responsible, I but I it's know. not moving, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I mean, it moves just a little bit, like the head will turn, but like that's it, you know. Right. And it's always a dilapidated house. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Every horror movie. It's a dilapidated house. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Do you, oh, I always, I, I love to ask people, do you have a favorite cliche? Because, you know, especially when horror movies, you know, they always have to go upstairs and they have to go off the window, you know. <laughs> but do you, do you have one day in mind? Uh, no, not really. No. No. I guess, I guess I'm so used to them now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Dilapidated house. It's just an odd area. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Now we got a movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it is kind of funny, especially like with like location scouting around here, especially if it is a horror film. They're like, we got to just get like the creepiest house, you know? And, but. Right. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you, um, have you seen uh, The Bye Bye Man? No. Uh, of course, we talked about it. We haven't seen a lot of movies, but that yeah. is a fun <laughs> horror movie. It is so bad, okay. but it's so fun. Is cool. that that's not the one that's supposed to be like Slender Man, is it? Or is that something totally different? This is totally different. Okay. If you could find it, the thing is, that Bye Bye Man is it can probably find it on YouTube on any YouTube probably. channel, and it's so bad that nobody's stopping it. <laughs> you want to show it? Fine, that's your that's your problem. <laughs> but huh. I, but there's you can learn something from it mm-hmm. because it's all a setup, but. The premise is so ridiculous that yeah. it doesn't work, and I think you know you can have a wonderful outside shots and outside everything, but it, the premise doesn't work. If your story is not good, it doesn't matter how good the cinematography is or anything really. Yeah, it's, if your story doesn't compel your audience, it's they're not going to be interested. No, right? They're not going to yeah. like it. Yeah. So, when before you shoot, before you shoot your film, do you, do you look at the ending? Do you think about any first? I always just read the entire script over you just, just to see because there's nothing worse than trying to shoot a script that you're not like really invested in. Right. You know, yes, yeah. it's, it's hard to get through the shoot when you're not passionate about it. You're really, yeah. And everybody's on. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the one of the most exciting things, especially about movies, is when everybody's working together and they're really good mm-hmm. and the entire team. It's a lot of fun. It's, yeah. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's probably, I, I heard somebody making a movie with everybody that's really good and really talented. There's nothing better. And everybody's making yeah. remarkable stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that completely. <laughs> well, Justin, we kind of ran out of time. I promised you an hour. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything else you wanted to ask me quick before? Or no? No. If you don't have fake blood in your car, who cares? <laughs> I'll get some now. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of the show. And, cool. of course, we can't end until the guest says it's over. So it's over. There you go. <laughs>